Hello and welcome to Take Cover Seattle Storm podcast, your source for game analysis and news with your host, Andrew McDonald. Take cover! It's the Seattle Storm podcast with your host, that's me, Andrew McDonald. In this episode, we will be getting stuck into the game versus the Atlanta Dream from the 7th of June 2022. So first of all, we'll be having a look at the Atlanta Dream, what's happening with them in their whole rebuild that they're doing as well as having a look at how they have been doing so far this season and what exactly has been going so right for them considering they're a rebuilding team then we'll get stuck into the game itself having a look at the first and second halves then rounding off as usual with our look at the overall summary points and percentages and what we need to improve upon for the next game so let's get started then into the Atlanta Dream with the first time head coach of Tanisha Wright taking over duties this year as coach for the Atlanta Dream. So about Tanisha to kick us off then, she is a former WNBA player who played for us, the Seattle Storm, from 2005 till 2014 then she played for the liberty for one season from 2015 to 2016 and then for the minnesota lynx from 2018 until 2019 and she got a little bit of coaching chops and a reps in as a coach at the las vegas aces where she was assistant coach during the 2020 season and she was a defensive specialist so we came into whole aspect of why defense is so much a key thing for Atlanta and how they've been doing well in a moment but let's firstly have a look at how they've been doing overall for last season for the Atlanta Dream so last season that they finished with an eight wins and 24 loss record and then following that, they basically hit the hard reset button with their roster with letting go or trading eight players and adding eight new players. Only four players remain from last year's roster on the team of Tiffany Hayes, Chan Parker, Monique Billings, and last year's third overall pick of Ari McDonald. And the newcomers to the team for this year is the first round number one overall pick of Ryan Howard, as well as the early second round pick of Naz Hillman. And of course, the big whole news for the draft was that the Dream had traded up from third overall with Washington to claim that number one overall guarantee to get Ryan Howard. As general manager for the Dream, Dan Padover states, she can provide scoring, she can provide defense, and I think she can be one of two to three key pieces that can be on a contending team. She's going to have to grow and get better, but the ceiling is absolutely there for her to be one of those foundational pieces on a championship level team. So high praise coming for Ryan Howard. 
Then as well, we have a nice quote from Tanisha Wright about the expectations for this season for The Dream. And this is from the post-draft media availability, which is available on the Atlanta Dream YouTube, in which she states, My expectations is for us to go out and compete every single day. To get better every single day, that's our goal. We're focusing on making small steps, but nonetheless making steps. We have to compete at a high level every single day, and our focus is getting better every single day. That we step onto the court and put a product out that is entertaining and one that the city of Atlanta can be proud of. Next, let's get stuck into this season so far with the dream so we've established the fact that the dream are a rebuilding team they've hit that hard reset button last season they've brought in eight new players with the number one overall picker ryan howard how are they getting on so far considering a rebuilding team and the answer to that question of course is they are getting on absolutely amazingly so far they're off to an excellent start with a seven wins and four loss record they are third overall in the eastern conference ryan howard is 12th overall in points per game and third overall with three pointers made Ari mcdonald is fourth in steals and monique billings is 13th in rebounding overall for everybody as a team they are second in rebounds and they are fourth overall in steals so it's a team that loves to crash the glass and like to stick their hands in there and pick pockets <laughs> and pick that basketball away from everybody so how exactly does a team that's in the midst of rebuilding exactly become quite good and how are they in this whole sort of great record that they are and the answer to that is because of their defense and got a great quote here from an article by spencer nussbaum and it's from the next hoops website in which is the title of it is called how the atlanta dream created an elite defense and a winning team in the aggregate so as the quote here states through the first nine games of the season, it's become clear that Nia Coffey and Ryan Howard are worthy of an all-defensive candidacy. Coffey, who primarily covers the opponent's best power forward, but is the rare player who can switch across any position and is, is an evident net positive in one-on-one -on -one defense, but where she and Howard have truly shined is away from the ball. It all culminates in a defense that is the league's best on the interior, allowing opponents to score just 26.9 paint points per game, the WNBA's lowest figure since 2018. So an absolutely amazing figure about the lowest amount of paint points being allowed since 2018 then of course we have the amazing guards for atlanta in which got another great quote here atlanta dreams guards of ari mcdonald erica wheeler and christy wallace salivate at the idea of one-to-one -one matchup it seems like in every other game a star is faltering at the opposite side of atlanta and some of the league's craftiest scoring guards such as skylar diggins smith dana tarasi Chennedy Carter and Arike Ogumbo-Wale have failed to crack even eight points against Atlanta. Opposing guards are converting just 6.8 field goals from within eight feet against Atlanta this season, the second best mark in the league. 
So, absolutely just awesome news and awesome statistics to all back up how well the defensive end has been going for Atlanta and how well overall they've been doing as a team. So, now let's get on to the game itself. Let's get stuck into it and starting off as usual with our discussion of the rosters. So, Starting roster for the Storm, absolutely no surprise with who starts. Brianna Stewart, Gabby Williams, Ezzie McBegore, Jewel Lloyd, Sue Bird. For Atlanta Dream, we had Cheyenne Parker, Nia Coffey, Christy Wallace, Erica Wheeler, and Ryan Howard. Now let's get stuck into the quarters themselves. And in the first quarter, oh my goodness, what a start it was for Jewel Lloyd. It was all about the gold mamba going to work. She had overall 13 points, one rebound, one steal. Absolutely just Jewel doing work and Jewel just absolutely going off. Also in the first, it was an amazing quarter for Gabby Williams in which she had two points, a rebound, an assist on a Jewelloid 3, a steal on a bad pass from Cheyenne Parker and a block on Christy Wallace's jump shot and of course the highlight for me of that first quarter was when Gabby got in the passing lane and grabbed a block and then passed it on down to another one of the Storm players I can't remember who it was but it's just so great to get see Gabby getting in there and just grabbing the ball in that passing lane I'm pretty sure she then fell on her butt and then passed the ball it's so great to see as well as of course those other moments that we've already highlighted there also great moment when she made that block on Christy Wallace it's one of those things of course when you get into your older age I think you tend to appreciate defense more rather than just solely on the offensive side of things in which you see blocks and you go wow <laughs> every time it happens is as good as what a nice three-point shot would make for you you really tend to appreciate all those great blocks that happened as well as Gabby got a great fadeaway two shot for another highlight from the first so that ends up our discussion of the first quarter with the Storm at a lead of 20 to the Dream at 15. Then let's get stuck into the second quarter, which is really a back and forth one of those situations in which it's more or less one side scoring and the other side scoring or one side scoring a couple buckets and then the other side sort of replying back and scoring a couple of those back and forth as we go but one of the main things that was sort of worrying about the first half was the amount of turnovers that the storm was ultimately committing because they had a total of 10 turnovers for the first half as a whole and it really was in the back of your mind in the second and moving on for the first as well that oh my goodness are we just gonna have the storm just commit goodness knows how much of turnovers that there is and ultimately just give the game away to Atlanta but of course in hindsight of course we could say that's not what happened thank goodness but of course at the time you're watching it and you go oh my goodness please no the highlight play for me of the second quarter was the steal from Gabby Williams who then passed to Sue, Sue missed the layup, and then Stewie got the rebound, passed to Sue, who ultimately did a little bit of an ankle breaker to, I'm pretty sure it was Christy 
Wallace, in which then Sue hit the completely open mid-range two-shot, and of course that got a nice replay on the broadcast as well. Then that allows us to get stuck into the third quarter, coming out of the half. So, the third quarter was really lots of fouls committed by Atlanta on the Storm to start. And the Storm were in the bonus, that is to say that the Atlanta Dream hit the limit in which how much fouls you're allowed to commit as a team, with 7 minutes and 47 seconds to go. And an interesting stat that was said on the broadcast was that the Atlanta Dream makes the most fouls per game with 21.4 and on the complete opposite end of the scale that Seattle makes and takes the fewest. So that was an interesting statistic. However, we could say, well, despite all that foul trouble to start with, the storm was really quite hot with the shooting for the third quarter because we went on a 14 to 4 run what did that run consist of was a three-pointer by sue stewie made both sets of free throws jewel then made both sets of free throws stewie hits a three and epiphany prince makes a two-point jump shot then to answer that atlanta went on an 8-0 run and that consisted of cheyenne parker making one out of two free throws monique billings hitting a two Christy Wallace hitting a three, and then Ryan Howard got a layup. And then to answer that run, the Storm hit back with a 7-0 run of their own, with Jewel hitting a two, Janta Lavender making a two, and then Ezzy hitting a three. And as well as you could say at this point, oh my goodness, should we change Ezzy's name, or at least put a middle name in there, to be Curry? Because... I don't think for the entire game that Ezzy missed a three. It was it was a beautiful thing to see every single shot pretty much from that three-point line by Ezzy went in. Ezzy Curry Magmagor. Or just ECM for short. <laughs> you get the idea. Ezzy was shooting absolutely amazingly from three. Then, of course, the highlight for me from the third quarter was that buzzer beater that we got from Jewel Lloyd to round off the third in which she pretty much beat three Atlanta Dream players and she just pulled up, bang, and gets that straight three in there with that turnaround look like, yeah, I'm Jewel Lloyd and that's what I do. Absolutely. That then ends the third quarter with the score at the Storm at 60 and the dream at 47 so then we go into our last quarter with a hot start for jewel lloyd with two two-point jump shots and then also christy wallace hit a really big quarter for the dream she had a three-point shot an 11 foot two-point shot as well as a pull-up jump shot however of course one of the big looming questions moving on from that and the third as well was Given the way that the storm is performed, are we going to end up in another clutch time situation? Are we going to end up in another situation where ultimately we have to go straight into clutch time and the storm have to try to win and pull another game out of the bag? And the answer to that is yes, that's exactly what happened because then we ended up <laughs> with yet another game that had to come down to clutch time in which it was a four-point game with three minutes and 47 seconds to go, with a score at Storm 64 and Dream at 60. However, 
there is a big sigh of relief of a whew that sort of could happen because the storm went on a 8-0 run to seal the deal. So we get into that whole 8-0 run. What did that consist of? Is Brianna Stewart hitting a three? And then there's a back and forth going on of neither side really scoring. And then all of the momentum goes Seattle's way with 1 minute 27 seconds to go with a Sue assist to Gabby for the layup. It was absolutely amazing just to see the pass to Sue it was and then Sue goes up and then passes it straight into Gabby. He's just running straight for that layup. It was great. Then following on from that we had Brianna Stewart show why she's so great that she is is that she hit a block on Naz Hillman then also got a rebound and then Ezzy Curry Magbegore hits another three pointer which really just then puts the game away at that point because then that puts the Storm up to a 12 point lead with the Storm at 72 and the Dream at 60 which basically then wins the Storm the game. So next let's get stuck into our overall summary of the game and overall stats. So Jewel Lloyd then to leading score at 26 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. Brianna Stewart, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Ezzy Magbegore, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 blocks. What a number of 5 blocks. Way to go, Ezzy. As well as we could say, Gabby Williams had a big game defensively against Ryan Howard. That's where we get to pause for a moment and say, it was an absolute defensive masterclass, really, with... Gabby on Ryan Howard the whole game. It was so fantastic to see because really Gabby just made everything incredibly difficult and incredibly hard for Ryan to get any sort of shot off and she really had to work for the eventual 11 points that she got. However, the thing that really backs up how great a job that defensively that Gabby did was that was 5 out of 17 shots. So my goodness, she took a lot of shots that were really hard and really contested and so forth that then those points that she had to get, she had to earn them, as people would say. She had to earn those 11 points. As well as for the Storm side of things, we could say that really, we need to focus upon the bench here for a minute and say, we need the bench to just improve just a smidge, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see some branch improvement? Because why am I highlighting this is a little bit of an issue. We only had six points overall from the bench with four points for Epiphany Prince. Epiphany was great, I thought, in the minutes that she did have, as well as two points for Jantel Lavender. As well as you could say, there's a great steal from Stephanie Talbot in the game as well. Just give me that ball, it's mine. <laughs> that happened. But overall, let's say for this point for the bench, please, 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 we need some more scoring coming out of the bench rather than just six points. Because that's been really a big hole in the whole offensive side of the game is when the bench has come in for us for the storm in which then everything just tends to shut down and nothing gets going offensively. Everything's still great defensively. 
But ultimately, that's the point in which the other teams have been starting to pull back the leads and pull back the scoring, all because the there's nothing there offensively for people coming off of the bench at the minute. So let's move from that into then a discussion of the Atlanta Dream and how did they do? Cheyenne Parker, we have 13 points, 10 rebounds, so a double-double. Great for her. Three assists, three steals, one block. Christy Wallace, 12 points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal. As well as we had, the, again, those numbers for Ryan Howard are 11 points, six rebounds, three steals, one block. As well as coming off the bench for the Dream, we have Monique Billings at 11 points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal. As well as Ari McDonald, although she got into quite a bit of foul trouble, she did have seven points, two rebounds, three steals, assists and two steals so overall percentage wise how did we do and for a field goal percent it was pretty great at 41 percent for the storm and in contrast to that the dream had 36.2 however as usual candidate for being concerning is the three point percentage and for the storm that is at 29.6 and on the opposite side the dream is at an absolutely dismal 10.5% the storm was out rebounded again with the storm at 31 compared to the dream at 37 for assists the storm was slightly ahead at 18 compared to the dream at 15 for blocks the storm was absolutely amazing with nine blocks of course the majority of those all being ezzy yay ezzy compared to the dreams two and again the storm was out stolen or as we said last episode the opposite team stole the ball way more than what we did with the storm's number at seven compared to the dream at 12. So some things, what we can we say for the next game is that we need to keep up the field goal percentage at 41. Hopefully we get to increase that a little bit more would be lovely. As well as keep up the number of assists and blocks that we're getting. However, we do need to do a bit of work on that three point number of 29.6%. Why is that? Because we're looking at getting it above 34%, that crucial number. Why is it so crucial is because the top five teams are all hitting 34% and above. Also, as we start to sound like a broken record again, we need to start crashing the glass more and getting rebounds. So we're not out rebounded. So for the next game, then we are facing the Dallas Wings and a back to backs. And the first game of that is on the 10th of June. So that wraps up our discussion overall for our game versus the Atlanta Dream. Feel free to drop me an email at the address with any questions or discussion topics at seattlestormpodcast at gmail.com. Also feel free to tweet me hello and follow me on Twitter at seattlestormpod. And I will see everyone after our next game versus the Dallas Wings.